Hello, fellow Marxists. This is your host, or dear leader, I go by either, addressing you, and welcome to another episode of the Marxism Podcast, my podcast, my isms, my rants, my ideas, but the world's stories. But today, it's mostly going to be a rant. And today, I want to welcome everyone to a series that I think I'm going to start called Why Fill in the Blank Sucks, where I will rant on why something is terrible. This might rub some people the wrong way, but meh, hear me out. Last episode was Why Coffee Sucks, and if you haven't listened to that, I suggest you get on it. But today I'm talking about the game of golf and why golf sucks. The modern game of golf is believed to have first originated in 15th century Scotland, but some believe that it started before then. The earliest record of golf was when my boy King James II of Scotland, and I know what you're thinking, but no, that is not LeBron James's son, banned the game of golf in 1457, claiming it to be a distraction for soldiers from learning military skills such as archery. At the same time, he also banned football slash soccer, which doesn't make him a boy. The ban of golf carried on in 1471 by King James III and in 1491 by King James IV. Honestly, every time I say King James, I just think of LeBron wearing 15th century clothes with a Scottish accent, just shitting on golf for a lack of a better word, saying... It's an absolutely disgraceful sport, if you can call it that. It takes up too much space and it's not very hard to become a professional. Anyways, that's my Scottish LeBron. Uh, more of that to come in future episodes, I'm sure. Stay tuned. Honestly, though, this is my shout-out to LeBron if he ever happens to become president in the future. LeBron ban golf. Now, you may be thinking, Mark, or sorry, dear leader, why do you have an issue with golf? Well, Marxists, what a great question. I have many issues with golf, but I'm going to start with, it isn't a sport. It's a game. Like poker, like billiards, all that stuff. It's a game, and if you've noticed, I have referred to it as a game throughout this podcast. The reason why golf is not a sport is simply because it doesn't require all facets of athleticism. That doesn't mean it doesn't require a good amount of skill. It's just not a sport. Golf requires a good deal of strength, hand-eye coordination, mediocre endurance to walk a good distance, muscular endurance for doing the same motion time and time again, to name a few off the top of my head, but it doesn't require a great deal of rigorous physical activity, flexibility, or mobility. Frankly, if you can rotate your core 90 degrees and put down and pick up a tiny white ball, that's about as much mobility and flexibility required for the game. The out of shape, the elderly can all be very successful playing golf. While in most actual sports, the out of shape and elderly can be successful in a sport, but of course, it's far less common. Take someone like John Daly, for example. And if you don't know who he is, look him up and tell me if you think his lifestyle resembles anything of a professional athlete. I don't mean to be harsh, but the man isn't the epitome of health, fitness, and sport. He is overweight and known to drink profusely, gambles and smokes like a chimney during the height of the Industrial Revolution, you can't say that those are proper habits to have if you can be successful in a sport. And he was quite successful in golf. And he is one and probably the most notable example, but there are loads of other golfers who follow a similar lifestyle, and it is part of the culture in the game. Therefore, it is not a sport. But for so long, golf was also not seen as a sport in the eye of the International Olympic Committee, or IOC for short. 
Golf has only taken place in three Olympics in history in 1900, 1904, and reinstated it for 2016 Rio Olympics after the IOC had the genius idea of doing this in 2009. And on a side ranch here, during this time, they wanted to get rid of wrestling as an Olympic sport. So let's think this through. Let's take out the very first sport ever in the Olympics, all the way back from ancient Greek times, one of the most physically and mentally demanding sports to ever be created, where prominent philosophers, some of the greatest minds like Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, were all massive proponents of wrestling, and in 2009 people were thinking of replacing it with golf. While the IOC were busy drug testing athletes, I wonder if they should have been drug testing those who work for them, whoever tried to make that decision. So moving along on why golf sucks, golf also has a history of misogyny as it was viewed to be a game for men. Now many people believe that the word golf is an acronym. There is a common misconception that golf stands for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. However, this is actually not true. It is an old word that was used to mean club. Still doesn't disregard the fact that women were originally not allowed to play golf as it was initially created for slash by soldiers. The first woman to be recorded in history to have played the game was in 1552, well after it was first invented. Now, to get down to the most crucial part on why golf sucks, in my opinion, is the amount of space required for the game. I mean, my God, 18 holes. Who the hell came up with that number and why that number? Ridiculously high. Personally, I think that's 18 holes too many, but if golf were to continue existing, at least shorten it, I know that there are a few nine-hole courses, but... Even then. On top of that, taking a shot in the dark here, but a golf course is probably on average 200 acres if I had to guess. I mean, you can create way more interesting things in a way more interesting game with way less space than that. After 18 holes and walking around a 200 acre property for like five hours or whatever, how long an average game of golf is, is not boring to you after a while. The amount of other things you could do or accomplish in that time period Frankly, the world would be a far better place. Now, with the amount of space golf takes up, the environmental impact that has is quite significant. Let's take the United States, for example. There are 2.2 million acres of golf courses in the United States, which is equivalent to 3,500 square miles. That is roughly the size of Cyprus, and Cyprus is a pretty small country, but you know what that means? Still, too much goddamn space. Now, 2.2 million acres and 3,500 square miles may be a bit hard for people to imagine, but how many golf courses do you think that makes up? 1,000, 2,000, 10,000? Well, believe it or not, there are 34,011 golf courses around the world, and 45% of them are in the United States, which means the U.S. has 15,372 golf courses in the country alone. That number kind of makes me want to vomit. Now, I had my friend Jeremy Wright from Zinco Greenroofs on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and let me tell you, he informed you Marxists about how the urban sprawl could potentially affect farmland and food growth, and that we need to resort to green roofs to produce food. If he is saying we should probably look at doing something like that, 
which would be awesome, we can for sure abolish golf courses, which takes up way more space than rooftops, if I had to guess, and replace them with something like farms and tell the golfers that they can find another hobby. And uh, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say with the current state of the planet. And think about all the other things you could potentially use golf courses for besides just farming. Far better uses of space. You could make wind farms, solar farms, sports facilities that take up less space, even sports stadiums, community centers, parks, homeless shelters, schools, universities or colleges, concert venues, monster truck rallies. Break up the space and do multiple things with it. Or just leave it be, let it grow, and it can become a forest or some untouched land. God, it just makes my head spin with how many activities you can do from getting rid of golf courses. You could get so many more activities done. Just so many activities! Stepbrothers reference if you didn't catch that. So, LeBron, Kanye, whoever becomes the next US president, do the right thing and ban golf. After all, Kanye, it's been around for well over 400 years, so if you want to get rid of it, you know, it's a choice. Now, many people may be thinking that golf courses are natural, they have grass, they have trees, rivers, streams, ponds. Sometimes they're built along coastlines, which gives it that rugged look. And the answer is yes, those are partially natural, but they're also not. To build those suckers, it usually results in clearing out trees to put in a course. The trees that are left or put back there are strategically placed. And yes, there is grass, but not a single weed. And even many golf courses use green dye to make the grass appear even greener on TV, as an example. That can't be bad for the environment. But one of the biggest concerns in golf is the amount of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, and watering used for golf courses is lunacy. So it doesn't take a climate change specialist to figure out with all these things being used results in, of course, less diverse plant life and animal life in a given area. Now, I couldn't find much information on the amount of fertilizer, pesticides, herbicides, etc. that are used on an average golf course to maintain it, but I did find some things on the average usage of water. But before I mention these numbers, a lot of golf courses vary due to the types of grass used that may or may not require more or less water for maintenance, and that goes for the various sprays I listed above as well. You also know that golf sucks when the type of grass used to play the game actually matters, but anyways, depending on the grass, requires 25 to 60 inches of rain annually, which is a lot. And turf-type grasses do not have a high capacity to store water and don't withstand periods of drought very well. So any deficit in rainfall requires supplementing through irrigation. And guess what? Most golf courses use 20 to 50% more irrigation water than is needed. A typical golf course uses 100,000 to a million gallons of water per week in the summer, which means that through irrigation, most golf courses use roughly 50,000 to 500,000 more gallons of water than necessary. That number is also even higher in places like Palm Springs, California, where the average course uses 37 million gallons of water a day to water their course. And in places that experience severe droughts like Phoenix, Arizona, the average course in that area uses 80 million gallons of water per day to maintain. If you don't believe me, look it up. There are a few sources out there. That number and that figure and that usage of water should be illegal. Also, think about all the fossil fuels used in various machinery to maintain courses as well. 
Couldn't really find many figures on this, but you can only imagine what is required for the lawn cutters, weed whippers, and tractors in some cases. And this only for a game. Just crazy. And I think my last main rant here, and I usually end things on a bit of a sad or depressing note, but this time I'm going to end it on an even more sad or depressing note. But for the game of golf, golf's popularity is declining, everybody. And this, of course, is just one revolutionary thing that is taking place that the Marxism doctrine preaches. I just came up with that now. During the height of golf in the U.S. between the late 1960s and early 2000s, there were roughly 16,052 golf courses. And as I said before, that number has fallen to 15,372. And... Old golf courses are being transformed into parks, nature trusts, or even housing developments. As I said before, just so many activities. According to the National Golf Foundation, in 2003, there were 30.6 million golfers, and in 2004, there were 24.7 million golfers. The number of golfers between 18 and 34 years of age in the past 20 years has decreased by 30%, as it is an expensive game to play, and people don't like associating themselves with the history of social issues that come with golf. So, this is is fantastic. This means as long as golf doesn't get another Tiger Woods or a good-looking young hotshot on the tour, golf's popularity will continue to decline. I also hope that as other emerging economies and countries like China or Brazil get richer, they don't start building golf courses and the people don't start golfing and make the same mistake we have. Use your space for better purposes. We're on a good path right now. The direction is good because, quite frankly, fewer golf courses will result in more land, less time wasted by the public. People will save way more money, a reduction in the natural resources used to maintain golf courses, and a dwindling, annoying, elitist game. All right, and I think that's all I have for a rant today on why golf sucks. And as I said, I am starting a new series on why fill-in-the-blank sucks, so there will be more of these sorts of things coming out and if you like this content and or don't like it you know please let me know uh it was a short one today but i hope you enjoyed it and learned something new and made you rethink the horrible game of golf please check out the movement slash cult slash revolution that is the marxism podcast on facebook and my twitter handle is marxism pod always posting all sorts of things on that. And if you want to pledge allegiance to me as your host, dear leader, father figure, whatever, you can like, share, comment, rate, follow, subscribe, and my favorite writing reviews on the old iTunes. That's all I ask from you, fellow Marxists. And in the meantime, fellow Marxists, I am out of here. <laughs>